0: Greetings and hello, fellow Trekkies. Welcome back to another episode of Yelling About Star Trek. My name is Christian Fox, and this is a show where I yell at you about all things Star Trek for your amusement, so I'm not yelling at my friends and family who don't want to hear my thoughts and theories on this fantastic franchise. Today, I was planning on doing a rant before the actual episode, but I'm not going to because my rant sort of is connected to the actual episode, so I'll likely rant when I talk about that. And what I want to talk about today is Star Trek Discovery. Now, as you probably know, Star Trek Discovery is not one of the more popular Star Trek shows. It's good, it has its moments, but it's not popular. And personally, while I enjoy aspects of it, it's not one that I look forward to. So today, I want to talk about why I think it's struggling and what I think the show needs to do going forward. But before I get into all of that, make sure you get out of your space pajamas, put on your shiniest pair of pants, get a cup of coffee, get a cup of tea, maybe some iced tea if you want to pull the archer maneuver, and brace for impact because things are going to get nerdy. So again, before I actually get into this, I do want to say that I enjoy aspects of Discovery. I like some of the characters. I love Dr. Colbert. I like what they're doing with Michael Burnham for the most part, but I still have issues with her. And I love season two. And that's probably mostly because of the Enterprise and Captain Pike, which now we're getting all of that on Strange New Worlds, which is incredible as I've already gone on about. But Discovery... When it comes to the actual show and my enjoyment of it, it's not something that I go back to very much. In fact, I don't think I've ever rewatched an episode. I think the only thing I've ever rewatched more than, well, obviously more than twice or once. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But the one scene I've rewatched a lot was the scene where they get a hail from the Enterprise and it shows up. And that's really cool but the show itself is not something that I go back to. And as I talked about on this podcast, I really struggled with this season. I kept alternating between not wanting to watch it and then thinking that, okay, it's finally going to be Friday night food worthy, which is when I'm like, all right, there's a show I really love and I'm going to save that for Friday night so I can eat something really good with it. Usually take out, well, always take out. But you know, it's been up and down, and then upon reflection, it's not really a show that I really feel is is Friday worthy for me personally, and I know this sentiment has been shared quite a bit by fans, even though it's not put in those terms, because not everyone thinks about food the way I do, but it's what I do. And I think for me, when I'm thinking about Discovery, the, the biggest challenge with the show beyond maybe some of the actual plot issues that seem to plague the series, is that of the cast and the characters. The cast is great. The acting is phenomenal. I think all the characters are really well-written, but when they're on screen, okay? So when they're on screen, they do a great job. But there's just a ton of characters that don't seem to have much to do at all. And I actually remember reading an article that I think is indicative of this problem. And this article, I believe, came out sometime in 2021 before the release of season four. And they said, Don't worry, Jet Reno is going to be back in this series and she's going to have a lot to do this season. And she did have a bit to do, but it wasn't a lot. But if you have a character like Jet Reno, who is hilarious, uh, I think she's hysterical. And she's the chief engineer, which is a position that dates back all the way to Scotty, who you would see in almost every episode. And that tradition continued all the way until Enterprise, where it ended when the show ended. And that basically meant that, yeah, if you had a chief engineer character, you would see that character all the time because they were critical to the plot. And often the chief engineers would solve all the problems. But we never got to see Jet Reno that much. And it's a shame because she really is such a great character. And the fact that an executive producer had to come in and say, oh, don't worry, don't worry, our chief engineer character will be back. It's like, wait, the chief engineer, that shouldn't even be a question. That should be implied that, yeah, the chief engineer is going to be in every episode. Okay, well, why not? So you have this amazing character, and she's not showing up in a lot of the episodes. And that's what I'm noticing with so many characters. You get your staples like Michael Burnham, you get Saru, you get Stamets, you get Dr. Kolber, You know, you get all those characters who are there all the time, but then you don't get people like Bryce or Reese or uh, not Nielsen, Nielsen, I think is how you pronounce her name, and you just don't get a lot of those characters who are pretty important people on a ship, but they don't do much, and they don't get that much dialogue. And now, as you might know, I do have a YouTube channel called Yelling About Star Trek, and Currently, I'm working on a Star Trek 101 series that breaks everything down so that if there are people out there who are interested in Trek, but, you know, not really sure where to start, they didn't grow up with it, they're recently getting into it because, you know, maybe they've seen a couple of trailers on TV and they want to get into the show. So this is really meant to be a, a guide to give you all the lore and all the characters and all the information that you need so you can jump into any given series and have a good time. And right now I'm working on the second part of the series because it has taken quite a lot of time to do, and where I'm talking about New Trek. And so when it came to Discovery and listing all the characters, I really struggled because I didn't know them off by heart. And I had to go decide to sites like IMDB and Memory Alpha to figure out who these characters were and what their positions were. Like, for example, I mentioned Lieutenant Nielsen, and she's the spore drive operations officer. But I didn't know that from watching the show. I had to go into Memory Alpha, which thank goodness it's there because honestly, I could not do any of this without Memory Alpha. But that's just one example. And then I was like, wait, which one's the communications officer? Is it Bryce or is it Reese?" So I had to look that up and, you know, eventually got that information and got the right spelling and all that stuff. But the fact that I had to go on to Memory Alpha to figure out who these important characters were was problematic. Like, that's awful. And and this show has been on for five years now. So we're in season four. came out in 2017. So yeah, it's been around for quite a while. So I should know these characters. But the fact that those characters are not on screen that much is problematic because you don't have the same connection to the crew that you probably have to other crews. At least I don't. For example, TNG. I always talk about how great TNG is and why I love it. And that's a show that I know inside and out because I grew up with it. And granted, Discovery has not been around as long as TNG. So I've had a long time to get used to TNG and really know the characters inside and out. But the characters themselves are consistent from day one. And obviously, with the exception of Tasha Yar, who dies in the first season. So yeah, if you're not a hardcore Star Trek fan, you might not know who that is. But there's a good chance you're familiar with the other TNG characters. And not only are they consistent throughout the show, but they're given stuff to do. And yes, let's acknowledge that not all the characters have the best storylines. There's people like Counselor Troy who maybe don't have the best storylines. And Geordi LaForge sometimes gets a little bit sidelined when it comes to episodes dedicated to him. Granted, he's in the series a lot and does a lot of really good, useful stuff, but he's not always given the best stories but he's there. You know about him. Even when you take someone like Ensign Kim from Voyager, who, you know, that's always a bit of a joke around like, well, he never got promoted. And that's, you know, something that I I shouldn't keep bringing up all the time because everybody knows it, but everybody knows who Ensign Kim is. And Ensign Kim has a lot of episodes, maybe not always great episodes, but he has a lot of episodes. So when you say, so if someone goes, who's the Ensign from Voyager? You can go, oh, that's Ensign Kim. Everybody knows who Ensign Kim is. But you take Discovery and and you probably have to look up the characters like I do. And yes, I know that has been a lot of new characters in the past couple of seasons, which makes sense because they're in the future. And so there's a lot of new characters that we have to get used to. But it's like when you're trying to remember the characters who have been there from day one, season one, and you have to look them up on Memory Alpha, and you host a Star Trek podcast that you do every week because you know Star Trek inside and out, and you can't name those characters, that's a problem. And so because I can't name those characters, I don't feel any connection to them, which is problematic in itself. Because again, with the other Star Trek series, I feel connected to the characters. I always talk about how Captain Picard is what inspired me to go into conflict resolution. And as you know, I I mediate conflicts. I try to help out residents who are having disputes with each other or whatever kind of conflict it is, I try to help mediate. And that's all because of Picard. And so because I valued so much of what Picard stands for and what he does, and because I felt connection to him, I was like, man, I like what you do. I would love to try and do that in my life. And I feel that way with so many characters in Trek, like everybody on TNG, everybody on DS9, Voyager, Enterprise, you name it. And I'm just like, I'm so connected to them because they were there. They were given really good stories and they were there all the time, day in and day out. And you know, I talked about Ensign Travis and how you know he's one of the worst characters in Star Trek because he's not given anything to do. But even with Travis... I knew his name because, yeah, it's Ensign Travis who's the helmsman, and everybody knows that. I mean, not everyone. I mean, I'm sure there's people out there who love Star Trek but don't know every character in Enterprise, or maybe there's something like D.S. Stein where they don't know every character. But for the most part, people know, oh, yeah, Ensign Travis, he's the guy in Enterprise, but not with Discovery. And it's so, so frustrating that there's all these characters who've been there since day one, but you just don't know who they are because they're not given anything to do. And so that's one issue. So I guess that's the overall issue is with the characters and not really knowing who they are. But there's sort of sub-issues that I find challenging. For one thing, the Dr. Kolber situation is really frustrating. I love Dr. Kolber. I think he is amazing. He is probably one of the best doctors in Trek in that he's very thoughtful. He's incredibly competent. He has a really cool backstory. Not backstory, but... You know, that whole thing where he died and came back, that's a really cool plot line. And now he's a sort of counselor on the ship and he's helping people work through being in the future. And he really played a pivotal role in, in season three for that and was doing the same thing in season four, which was great. Biggest problem with, with Dr. Culber is that he's not the chief medical officer. The chief medical officer is someone else. And I was trying to find the name of that officer and I couldn't find her as, I should have actually done more research before starting this podcast, but I thought, you know, I got some time today. I can just, you know, maybe put out a podcast, get it edited so it's like, you know, up on third, uh, Friday morning and I'm just getting things done efficiently in a seven of nine kind of way. So I didn't do the proper research into her name. But the fact that I can't tell you the name of the chief medical officer on a Star Trek series is problematic. But I can tell you about the prominent medical character who is in almost every episode and who actually has a lot of plot lines, and that's Dr. Colbert, but he's not the chief medical officer. Why is he not the chief medical officer? I I, I don't understand. And I get that maybe Discovery was like, hey, we're going to be a little bit different. We're going to have Michael Burnham, who's going to be a first officer type of character, and she's not going to be the main captain, but she's going to be the lead. It's like, okay, I get that. Maybe they're trying to do something different. But they promoted her in in season four to, to captain, which is great, sort of. But that's the discussion I'll get into in a second. So they promoted her to captain. So why not say, hey, Dr. Colbert, you've been doing such a great job. We're promoting you to chief medical officer or or kill off the chief medical officer or do something to get him into that position because he deserves it. And it's frustrating to think that he's not when he is the main medical character on the show. And I I get the fact that they're trying to be different and are like, oh, we don't want to fall into the, you know, to the center positions that the other Star Trek series, you know, has already done. But we're already getting that a little bit with lower deck, so we're getting that with with Star Trek Prodigy. But both of those shows, the entire premise is built on the fact that you are not following the senior officers. You're following, in the case of Lower Decks, you're following the Ensigns. And in the case of Prodigy, you're following former criminals who are now trying to become more Starfleet, who are basically Ensigns. So that is the point of the entire show. But even with Lower Decks, you sort of get a sense of who all the other senior officers are. You get you know, Ransom and you get Billups and you get Shax, and you get all these cool characters who are not the main characters by any means, but they're on screen enough that you know who they are, much more so than Discovery. But I'm getting sort of sidetracked when I'm talking about not knowing the characters. So the fact that Dr. Culber is not the chief medical officer is a huge problem, okay? But the other issue I want to talk about is that of the captain. Now, one of the most fun discussions that all Trekkies have with each other is who's your favorite captain. It's often it's like, who's better Kirk or Picard. And then people bring up Janeway. Now it's become much more of well, which is the better captain. It's not, maybe not instantly captain Picard. Maybe it's not instantly Kirk. Maybe it's Cisco because he did it a lot. Maybe it's Archer. Maybe it's captain Janeway, but that is a discussion that we as fans love to have. And part of it is because we all have favorite series. So if you're, a TNG fan like myself, then you might gravitate towards Picard because Picard has been there since day one. But when thinking about Discovery in that larger captain discussion, it's really difficult because there's been so many captains that it's hard to really think about, okay, who is the best captain? If we're talking about Discovery and we're saying, who's the best captain? Can you make an argument that Discovery has the best captain? Well, who are you going to pick? Are you going to pick Michael Burnham, who's captain now? And is You know, done a a good job ish. Are you going to pick Saru, who was captain for a while? I I believe in season four, he was captain. Or are you going to pick Captain Pike, who was captain in season two, Uh, which you really can't pick that because he's Captain Pike from Strange New Worlds, which again, I think he's one of the best captains that we've had in a long time. Or are we going to pick Captain Giorgio, who we only saw in one episode? what are you going to do when you bring up discovery? It's so hard to to pinpoint, and and the closest analogy I can think of when it comes to discovery, or not analogy but comparison, is um, Harry Potter with all the uh, Dark Arts teachers. It's like okay, a running shtick was that oh yeah, every year it's going to be a new Dark Arts teacher. Who's going to replace the who's going to be the new Dark Arts professor this year? And that was kind of a fun thing, and it really worked with the plot. And granted, the captain stuff sort of does work with the plot because they do try to build on that. But Harry Potter was not about the professors. It was about Harry Potter. That's why it's called Harry Potter. But Star Trek has been primarily about the captains. And and I understand that Discovery was trying to do something different by not having the main character be a captain, which is great. It's a really cool idea in theory. But I think to make that work they should have had a consistent captain so that viewers would know exactly who the captain was in the series. And I mean, I get there was some like cool twists about like, Hey, is this the captain you really think he is or what's going on here? What's the, what's the mystery. But even at the end of season one, to not have captain come in in season two and then be that captain for the rest of the series uh, is frustrating. And then yes, maybe you do want to have Michael Burnham be the captain. And because you always want your main character to be eventually be the captain. And that could have been maybe been interesting if Michael Burnham became captain in in the last episode of, of, of this series, where it's like, you know, maybe the final shot is her taking the crew out on, on a mission, and she's like, all right, let's go to warp, or whatever the heck they say. And that might have been interesting, and just have Michael Burnham be the first officer, or you promote Michael Burnham to captain in season two. And then that way you have her consistently be the captain, and... When you think about Discovery, you know, you think of that captain and you think of that first officer. Because when I think of DS9 or Voyager, I think of January, I think of Cisco, and I think of Chakotin, I think of Kira, and I think of all the other characters. But those are always names that come to mind when I think about that series. Like there's not, there's never been a time where I thought of DS9 and hadn't thought of Cisco. Because Cisco is synonymous with the series. Same with Kira. She's synonymous with the series, even though she's not the main character. And I get that Discovery wanted to deviate from the captain being the main character. But the fact that there's no captain really associated with Discovery is problematic. So it's like if I'm trying to make the argument that Discovery has the best captain, who am I picking? Am I picking Michael? Am I picking Saru? Am I picking Giorgio? Who am I picking? Like, what can you do here? So the fact that they don't have a consistent captain that we could root for and that the audience knows and loves the way we know and love our other captains is a huge problem. So I don't know how much more I can say on this. I'm really bummed out by the character situation. And yes, I know there are definitely story issues. And, you know, I don't want to be so negative and I try not to be and I try to be very positive. But there are just some times where Star Trek isn't working out. But I will say this. Somehow, again, i talked about this before, that Strange New Worlds has addressed all of those issues for me and it's becoming one of my new favorite series. And I'm loving every minute of it. We're only in episode four, so we have six episodes to go before the end of the season. And that could change very quickly. You never know. But for now, it's pretty amazing. And if you're really feeling bummed out about Discovery and haven't tried Strange New Worlds, you got to go and watch it right now. And, and believe me, you're going to have a lot of fun. But what about you? Do you agree with me that the lack of characterization and the lack of familiarity with the characters is the biggest challenge of Discovery? Or do you think there's something even bigger than that, which is holding Discovery back from being as great as it could be? Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Also, let me know what you like and what you don't like about the show, because ultimately my goal is to make a show that you enjoy listening to. And in the paraphrased words of Captain Kirk, I shall see you out there that away. way